The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Rabbi Shatov Yalif, formerly of Minneapolis, Minnesota, he said this story that happened with one of his Balabatim at that time before he moved to Flatbush. He said the story that unfortunately many people have to go to Minneapolis to receive treatment at the Mayo Clinic. It's one of the world-renowned facilities that treat people with the dreaded machala. And the story goes is that one person, he got a phone call, he was spending Shabbat with his wife, his wife was very sick, and she was admitted to the Mayo Clinic, and what happened when it was, he was supposed, she was supposed to be in remission, and then unfortunately he had to call her back. So the person was so mevubala, being called back, it was right before Shabbat, he quickly threw his stuff together, and he left his wallet at his host's house where he was staying, but he went with his car keys, and he sp- was spending Shabbat in, in, the, in the hospital. Anyways, they were doing a bunch of tests, a battery of tests, and to make a long story short, they told him, they said, listen, if your wife has a certain medicine that she starts taking tonight by tomorrow morning, within the next eight hours, it'll start to dissipate, it'll go away, and she'll be more comfortable. So naturally, who doesn't want to do that? Which husband doesn't want his wife to feel good? He says, okay, fine, where is it? He said, well, sir, it's already Saturday night, we don't really know a lot of pharmacies that are open right now. Uh, hold on, somebody did a search. They found out that there was a certain pharmacy that was open and literally it was closing in the next 15 minutes. So the guy hightails out, he says, Baruch he jumps into his car, zips across in Minneapolis and he pulls up within five minutes and he sees they're shutting off the lights, they're slowly closing the store. He starts pounding on the door and one of the guys looks at the thing, he goes, no, please, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. He says, please, please, please. And one guy over says, yeah, what do you want? We're closing. He says, I know you're closing, but you're not closed yet. Please, I'm begging you. My wife's in the Mayo Clinic. Okay, okay. All right, buddy, come here. He looks at the thing. He starts filling the prescription. He goes, okay, so how are you going to pay? Cash, credit? What do you got? Check? What do you got? The guy goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't have my wallet on me. He looks at him suspiciously. What do you mean you don't have your wallet on you? He says, my Sabbath. I'm really sorry. I just ran. And he gives him all. And then he starts sobbing. He just bursts out crying. He says, please, I'm begging you. Please have mercy on another human being. I don't know, you don't know me, but please, I'm begging you, please give me the medication. I promise you, first thing tomorrow morning, I will come here, to. I will wait before the store is open, I'm going to give you the money. Please, I'm begging you, please. Okay, you know what? All right, I'll fill it for you. The tab came over to five to seven hundred dollars. It was like a, a very high number for just a, some medication. Five, seven hundred dollars. Thank you, sir. God bless you. I really appreciate it. And with that, he runs out, gives it to his wife. Immediately, within 15 minutes of his wife taking the medication, she was much more relaxed. She was able to finally go to sleep peacefully. And the husband immediately ran to where he was staying or the, you know, phoned the person who was there and said, please come bring my wallet. Next morning, bright and early, he's waiting at the pharmacy, waiting for them to open. It's not the same person who's opening the door. Yes, can I help you? Yes, I, I, I came here to pay. Came here to pay what? He says, I came here to pay. Oh, hold on one second. He has a smile. He says, what, you know me? What's going on? He says, no, 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 come, come. Come in. We got a little surprise for you. He's like, surprise? He's like, what? I came here to pay. I owe five to $700. Can I please pay? No, no, no. First, we have to, we have to, we have, we have to bring you to the back. Bring him to the back. He doesn't know what's going on. And suddenly, a huge laughter erupts when he comes there. There are around five people in the back of the pharmacy. And one of the people there is the person who serviced him last night. And he goes, whoa! Dave, you're right. Oh my gosh, you aren't an idiot, they said. <laughs> He's like, what? He's so confused. He said, can I please pay my man? Then Dave gets up, he starts giving high five to a bunch of people. 
And he's like, okay, okay, remember what you said. And I'm like, guys, I- I'm here to pay a bill. Like, what's going on over here? So the guy gets up here, the one who helped him previously, a few hours ago. He says, well, rabbi, he's like, no, I'm not a rabbi. I look, I look religious, but I'm not. He says, no, rabbi, I made a bet with everyone. I made a bet that when, after I gave you the medication, I felt a little stupid. I'm like, wait a second, I have no idea who you are. You don't have any identification. You literally came in with a note. I gave you five to $700 with a free medication, and I know nothing about you. Other than feeling bad about you, I don't know who you are. So when I told everyone, when we opened up the pharmacy this morning, I told them about the story, everyone told me, you're not coming back. I just got hoodwinked, and I was a naive fool for giving you the medication. I shouldn't have done it. And I said, no, there was something about him that was genuine. And, and they said, what was genuine about him? Listen to what he said. What was genuine about him was, he's an Orthodox Jew. And Orthodox Jews don't lie. And when you came back, you vindicated that. Because they told me, nah, he's not coming back. What are you talking about? Who comes back? Who does that? And then immediately they said to him, hey, it's not a good bet. We didn't know he was an Orthodox Jew. You didn't tell us that part. You kept that to yourself. In other words, they themselves admitted, if you're an Orthodox Jew, you say the truth. What does that mean? Levusham, you look like a Jew. You act like a Jew. You talk like a Jew. You dress like a Jew. Your shemam, your, your name is that of a Jew. You represent something greater. That's shalal. That's shmam the shonam levusham. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.